yeah, to be honest, man, I feel really weird just kind of approaching with this kind of stuff because I, I don't think I just know how. Um, and a lot of it's the, the cop-outs just to say nothing and say oh, it'll blow over. And um, I just don't feel like that's the answer anymore. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, um, taking a completely different approach, and um, I guess let's just start, Vince. Uh, Vince, how you doing, man? Doing all right. How you doing? Doing well, um, all things considered, and we're also joined by Layla. Yes. <laughs> so i'm just gonna go ahead and just start talking i hope i make sense uh this is completely um this wasn't really planned so much as it, it's just one of those things where there's just a bunch of going on right now and um i see a lot of people suffering and experiencing the whole take in, in different ways and um the way i'm looking at this is you know i, I could go on and, and talk dodgeball and I can't wait to go ahead and go back to doing that, but to, to not address what's going on would, would be, I feel disingenuous. Um, as someone that cares about the community, like I, I just can't help, but reach out to events and just be like, like, how are you doing, man? And, and try to, try to understand what, how things are going through your, your perspective. And, um, when I kind of talked to you offline, I was like, you know, I, I can, I can say what I want to on my own personal thread. I can get my likes. I can get my comments. I can get into a couple of fights here and there for all the world to see. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really do anything. And so I asked myself, like, is there anything further that I can do? And, you know, I, I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way, but this podcast is listened to by people from all over the community, even the world. Um, and so with that, I just kind of wanted to just try to do something, man. Um, and so I, I kind of just want to, I don't say give the floor to you unless you, you want like a question to help help preface it. But um, I just want to share like what's what's going on for you personally, you and Layla. Well, we're black, so Surprise. <laughs> it's 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 um it's kind of obvious what we're going through. Everybody's seeing it now, and everybody is. I feel like for the most part, understanding what it's like to be black in America. But like at this, You're like empathizing, not understanding. Fair enough. Like my headspace this past couple days is like, like you said, like um, it's it it's it wouldn't make sense to just post dodgeball stuff right now because I don't want to see that. I don't want to see people posting naked pictures right now. I don't want to see any of that right now. Like we're hurt. We're mad. We want to see change. Like. We just saw a, a grown man get murdered in the middle of the street, completely overpowered. He had a he had a cop's knee on his neck for for nine minutes, and he squeezed the life out of him. And it was one of, I, I I never I never watched these videos because it's just so hard to do. But this one I did and. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was hard. It was like, it was, it was so hard to get to because I, I could not understand how anybody could be that 
callous, that hateful. Just, I couldn't understand how a human being could, could behave in such a way. So, um, we're, 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 we're not okay right now. And I know there's, there's dodgeball people in the community who are going through the same thing. Um, for example, Jeremy Bizzle, who lives very close to where this is happening, he has the, the protests right outside of his door and he's, he's not okay. He's, he's, he's suffering and um, it's, 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 it's not a time right now that, that people can be, can be quiet. You can't just, you can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. I've seen posts, I've seen posts about people saying like, if you're an ally right now and you're being quiet, like we're taking notes and that's, it's a sad truth your friends are hurting and you, you can't you can't just sit there quietly that that time has passed so that's that's where we're at right now yeah and that's uh that, that's kind of where i've been doing that soul searching because it's i don't want to be complicit um being in the military okay i can't really be that outspoken but what can i do and it's again if i were to bust out with an episode on wednesday or friday and pretend, hey, lottie dottie, nothing's going on. It, that would just be a complete disservice to you guys, to the people that have supported the podcast and play dodgeball as a community. Because the idea is hashtag dodgeball family, and people are legit hurting. And it's, uh, yeah, I part of my hangup is like same thing with when I try to deal with like co-ed issues. Like I'm, I'm not a woman. Like I, I don't, I will never try to pretend to understand what they're going through. And, um, I feel like just being able to kind of talk to you about it kind of openly, um, somebody I've known for 11 years now, um, obviously we're not best friends for life, but I mean, we've known each other for quite some time and it's just like, like, like what, what can we do to help, um, more than just posting, you know what I mean? Um, you're, you're kind of sharing something really really deep, man. Um, when we were talking on the phone, I don't know if that's something you wanted to kind of reiterate or just, just to kind of understand like what, what it's like, um, from your perspective. Um, before we get into that, I mean, I think what you said is very important is we are a family and it's important for our family to, to be there when, when, uh, when people are hurting and to pick them up. And I've gotten a lot of love, my wife and I from the dodgeball family. And, um, like I started the, the the dodgeball family group when um, when we saw somebody actually die on the dodgeball court, and that's when I started the group because I I didn't feel comfortable sharing my feelings about dodgeball and dodgeball people on my regular timeline because every time I'd share something about dodgeball, I'd have an aunt or uncle say, Can "What's the five G's? Can you dodge a wrench?" <laughs> so. I wanted to create a space where we felt comfortable. And I, I haven't seen any posts in Dodgeball Family about this. And I feel that's okay because that space is for Dodgeball. But you using your platform to talk about it is it's beautiful. And I think that it's um I'm happy that you that you you called on me to to talk about this because it's very important. And I think the most powerful thing that I can do is share with the community what it's like to raised two black boys in America. And um, last week, Layla, she shared a post on um, 
the conversation we had at dinner and um that's why i wanted her to um to share what i mean our experience what we, what we go through with our boys so i'll let Layla talk um i mean it's it's affecting us in all different ways because a lot of people they see what they see on social media and on the news right now and it has you know negative connotations and a negative narr narrative surrounding it but they don't realize what's happening inside black homes um what's happening inside you know the conversations that we're having in the privacy of our own homes also i'm um i'm a teacher i teach fifth grade at um, an elite private school here in los angeles and i have I mean, obviously the majority of my school is, you know, affluent white community, but I do have seven black kids in my class. And since I am the only African-American head teacher at the school, of course, every single year I get all of the black kids placed in my class, which is fine because it gives them a sense of home and a sense of community. But having them all in my class this year and um, having the conversations that we've had in class my students are sharing the same ideas in their homes that, you know, having the same conversations in their homes that we're having in ours. Uh, I mean, even for example, I had a student two weeks before school started this year in uh, last October, sorry, last August. Um, she is a, a black girl, but she was adopted by two white parents and she locked herself out of her house and they live in an affluent community and uh, Brentwood. So she was climbing through the window to get back into her own house where she lives. And someone called the cops on her and said that she resembled a, a suspect in the area that's been breaking into homes. And they sent SWAT. So a 10-year-old girl is sitting on the front steps of her of her own house with SWAT guns post uh, pointed at her. And that's a story that she shared in our class. And And I was thinking, my son is nine. My younger son is four. You know, what are their stories that they're going to be sharing in fifth, sixth, you know, ninth, tenth grade, whatever it is? Um, you know, how can I shield my boys as much as I can from, you know, stuff that's eventually going to happen? So the other night when Vince and I, we've already had the talk with Jackson um, probably about maybe less than a year ago. But since all of this was going on, we obviously had to bring it up again and I, I mean, I wouldn't want to film that moment because it's obviously private, but if if anyone could have seen the look on my nine-year-old's face trying to understand why do people hate me because of my skin color? You know, I thought the cops were, I thought police were the people that we could trust. And he's like, if, if something's wrong with me, who am I going to call? And I honestly didn't have the answer for that. I don't know who you can call. Call mommy, call daddy. Um, because in that moment you've been taught your whole, you know, most kids are taught call 911 if you're in trouble and we can't teach our son that. So it was really hard to look at him and, you know, see his eyes watering and the tears rolling down his face because he genuinely does not understand at this moment, you know, what, what hate is, because that's not, that's something that's never been taught in our house. So he's wondering, you know, what's going on in other people's homes that this is happening. So it, it's been really difficult. That, to add on to that before you continue, it was, I mean, one of the, one of the things that my dad taught me was, um, as you grow older, as a from a, a black boy into a black man, you are perceived differently. You're perceived as 
as a threat um, just based on your, your, your skin color. So the hardest thing for me in that talk was to was to tell him how he's go, how he's going to be looked at in 2020. That's my sweet my sweet little boy. How he's going to be perceived in public. And um, it broke my heart to um, to tell him that because it doesn't it's not fair. And that's why I had to I had to keep telling him it's it's not fair. It's not your fault. Like when I told him that, he kind of like he was like he was like what did what did i do dad like why are we gonna, people going to be looking at me like that why are they going to be threatened by me if i'm out in my car driving like i just told him it's not it's not your fault it's not fair but if you're driving your car and a cop pulls you over you need to put your hands where they can see it there's no quick movements you have to you have to i mean basically it's, it's like it's like teaching your, your your son to cower in fear like you have to be very respectful and if there's ever a point where you feel scared you can't run because that's giving them the green light to shoot you in the back full permission to do so and that's the that's the talk that i had with um, my nine-year-old son last week you 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 being black is an excuse to be killed in the United States. It's hard to hear, man. Um, I'm not going to go all Captain America on you. I obviously I love this country to the point where I'm happy to serve, but it's different experiences. And I, like I said, I, I can't even, I can't even pretend to understand what it's like. I can just try to listen to to you and hope people do the same and just even take this snippet and uh, maybe change the way they approach how things are going right now. And when someone says they're hurting, don't question how they to cope. Don't question how they feel. It's not yeah. on you to say so. Um, I appreciate you being willing to, to talk about that and, and just share something really, really personal like that. That's um, yeah, of course. And also, like, if you see on the news a black man got shot or something like that don't take the story at face value you have to you have to assume that it didn't do anything you have to i mean we are we're guilty until proven innocent and you've seen by the the lady in central park who used her her privilege in in her color and the and the, and the, the innocent man's color against him you see how quickly that the the narrative is used against black men. So you have to you have to assume that is. I mean, I know you don't like cussing on this. You're gonna have to beep it out, but like, it's real. I'm sorry. You're good man. <laughs> I'm no. passionate about this. No, and honestly, like this, I had thought about reaching out to you in the past um, because that's one thing I noticed was you know as you got more prominent in the dodgeball community, you just seem to get more not spoken, but you, you just took on these issues more and more. And that was, um, it was starting to come to a head when I don't know if you remember, but you'd shared how these white supremacists were like training these kids how to fight and how to negotiate the law so they can, you know, beat up on minorities. And Dylan Tobia had reached out to you saying, Hey man, I hope you hope you're okay. And that kind of just took me outside of the, the dodgeball relationship for a second. Like this isn't, you know, Vince from doom or syndicate. This is, 
someone who's living next to a terrorist cell right now. Like this is somebody who could get hurt just for existing. And I never really knew how to approach that. Like I'm very, I try to be very PC with the podcast. It's for God's sake, it's about, it's about dodgeball. Like yeah. we're not, we're not going to release statements about how we feel about certain things, but at some point, man, it, it just comes to a head. And I feel like the head is now because what you're sharing, you know, we see it through Bizzle. We see through Dylan. We see a lot of people are just hurt. And what's worse is people are kind of just sweeping it on the rug where they're doing it intentionally or they're doing it like I am. And, and complicity is something where I just, you know, I, I have to get out of it. Um, yeah, you can't be complicit anymore. You can't. If you're silent, you're siding with the, with the side of the oppressor. Yeah, and that that's, that's going to take some self-reflection on my end because uh, – like I said, I mean, I'm the job I'm in right now. Um, we're not really, we're not silenced, obviously, but we can't use our platform right now because of the way it could be construed. So the platform I can use is as the Dodgeball podcast. And right now, people just need to listen to what it's like and not judge and not say, oh, protest this way or, oh, let's worry about property damage or whatever. Um, Bottom line is you guys are hurting and um, I, I just wanted to kind of talk to you about that man to man, so to speak, and um, hope that people listen. If, if you listen to this episode and I know it's, it's a different one and I, I can't wait till we can go back to arguing why rubber is better than foam and why West Coast is the best, but uh, I just need to take a time out and just get like a gut check, you know, if that makes any sense at all. But uh, no, it makes a lot of sense and I appreciate you using your platform to do so. I've been, um, I mean, through this whole ordeal, I've, I've seen beauty in it. I've seen, I've noticed that people are using, allies are using the platform to speak out about, about social injustice and police brutality. And um, it's inspiring. You know, I have a lot of friends, um, a lot of allies within the community who have reached out to us and, and checked on us and expressed their love for um, our boys. Because, I mean, it's, it, it's a family and, and, and to not, worry about your family in times like this is callous i guess for lack of a better word so yeah. i mean i've had people like uh like nate cam from uh canada simon from new zealand erica schmidt karina and tons of other people just reach out and yeah. then nina of course <laughs> and then also there's the people online who are using their uh their platforms i mean you can't you can't reach a lot of people it's just your your social circle but they're using that to uh to express how how wrong this is how social injustice is is crazy and and that's and that's beautiful in through this this terrible um experience we are seeing people speaking up so that is is the is the silver lining is the beauty within it and um we, we see you guys. We definitely see you guys. Yeah. I mean, uh, the people that Vince said, and also, I mean, uh, Ryan Johnson has sent me messages just asking me about my boys, how, how we're feeling. Um, Alicia Emanuel from uh, Portland, she even posted like, hey, what are some books that I can, you know, read to my nieces so that they understand, you know, that differences in races is important and understanding, you know, explaining this to children, you know, beforehand. So before we get to this point, so it's been really 
positive to, you know, to see the community like this. And even Tiffany Kassab, she had posted something the other day that really resonated with me. It was, you know, here's how you can talk to your non-Black children, you know, from birth literally all the way to age 18. Here are the conversations you can have with your non-Black children, um, you know, so we can, you know, prevent hate in the future. And that, that means a lot, whether they, they even know it or not. Do you have any of those? What? Those books off up. Of course. Let's, I mean, speak on it. Let's go. Well, I have to list the book. I mean, a couple. Let's go. Is, I, mean, I mean, there's Ghost Boys by Joelle Parker Rose. There's The Day You Begin by Jacqueline Woodson. There's Front Desk by Kelly Yang. There's Other Words for Home by um, I'm at Jasmine Varga. Um, the Only Road by Alexandra Diaz. And those are all books that are about Black people, Asian people, Latin people. And these are the books that I have in my classroom that my students are reading all the time and they absolutely love. So You're so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I can put her on the spot and she shines. I'm, um, Layla, she took her curriculum at her school and she completely revamped it. She took out Christopher Columbus and all those perspectives that are outdated and inaccurate. And she has turned it completely around in her students. She has a lot of, uh, of, of students of color and they love her. The parents love her. The faculty loves her. She is, she's doing the, the Lord's work with, that, with, the, with her kids and it's, um, it's absolutely beautiful. And I think that that is a great place to start is in the schools. I mean, racism is is taught at home. It's handed down. It's not, it's not you don't. It's not something that's in in your blood. Someone has to teach you that. So with books like the one she's mentioned, she's giving these kids perspective on uh, on what it's what it's like for um, for people of color to grow up in, in the United States. So like when you say you don't know what it's like, these books they give you a, a view into. A perspective of what it's like and that's invaluable to to kids especially in uh, level five which she was teaching so that's a it's a great place to start teachers need to take the responsibility and enlighten their kids the the history class the history subjects that have been taught in in the past are outdated they're not accurate they don't teach kids empathy and that's why um we are where we are we still have hordes of racist people who don't understand, don't want to understand. And we also have people who remain silent because it does not affect them. But if you give them perspective, if you help them to understand what it's like, then they won't be quiet. They will understand that these people are just like them and they need to be, they need, they need their allies to speak up for them. And that's a beautiful thing about the dodgeball community is we are a rainbow. There's not one type of person that plays dodgeball. It's everybody. It's a family. And we have WeHo dodgeball. We have Stonewall dodgeball. There's, there's just so many people in the dodgeball community that come from all different walks of life. And it's all beautiful. And we're all in this together. So like I said before, I thank you for this opportunity to, uh, to share our perspective. And I hope it inspires some people to, to speak up. You bet, man. I'm Thanks for uh, being willing to share it and just kind of bearing with me as I danced around the question because this is definitely not something that I'm comfortable with. Um, it's 
but I felt like it had to be done. I, I could probably, I don't want to say I could sleep better at night, but I just, I can't be, I can't ignore it anymore. Um, it just, there's just too much going on and, um, I, I don't want to be complicit. So you cussed, you cussed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and you I, gotta beat yourself. Yeah. It's happened a few times. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll burn one for this one. <laughs> Respect. But, uh, well, I mean, I, I'm going to extend that offer to anybody else. Um, I mean, granted, I do want to get to, to dodgeball and stick to the dodgeball podcast being dodgeball, but it's a, uh, it's an interesting time for everybody right now. And, um, it's just one of those things. If you, if you really care, um, show it. And, um, this is me trying to do my part, even though it's, it's small, but, uh, I appreciate you both. And I think, uh, I think we can kind of just leave it at that. So, all right. So that was a very different episode of the, the dodgeball podcast. And, um, Vince and Layla, thank you so much for being willing to hop on and share a very personal um, experience that you've had um, and helping me to, I don't say get out of my comfort zone, but it is very easy for me to just say, I'm going to talk about dodgeball and leave it at that and, um, you know, kind of just wait for everything to die down. But what we're experiencing right now is is very, very different and very, very polarizing and to go into this week and next week's lineup of episodes without acknowledging what's going on would just feel very disingenuous um especially since my approach to this podcast is it's supposed to represent the community and members of our community are are hurting in ways that i will never understand fully and to be able to kind of just talk it through with you um and, and bridge the, the, the fact that it's just not comfortable, um, is going to help me grow as a person. And the reason why I, I reached out to, to you Vince was because I wanted to do more than just, first of all, stay silent and also just post on my wall. Um, I could share any memes. I could share any statements. I could do whatever I want, but I feel like this is actually something I can, I can do that's going to go beyond that. Um, thoughts and prayers will only get somebody so far, but actions are, are going to speak louder than words. And um, if, if this helped open people's eyes, um, even if just a little, then then I, I could feel good about this episode and, and taking a much different turn than what I'm used to, and it will have all been worth it. Um, so that being said, um, this is probably like my 18th, uh, take at closing. So I do apologize if it's broken up and incoherent. Um, I'm out my element and I feel like that's where I need to be because that's, what's going to help bring about change. And while my part is very little, um, I had to do something. So on that note, um, if you have any feedback, anything you'd like to talk about, um, I would like to stick with dodgeball and go back to what's easy, but, um, the dodgeball community is just very diverse with experiences and different backgrounds and upbringings and what better way to share them than to talk about it through dodgeball. The one thing that unifies all of us. And I hope that at the end of the day, we remember that because, um, you know, we all belong to a dodgeball family and we all may have our differences, you know, foam versus rubber pinch versus no sting. Um, why West coast is better, um, than everybody. But uh, at the end of the day, um, when it comes to issues like this, we, we need to 
to do our best to, to band together and um I'm not saying we have to fight every single battle, but we have to at least understand and maybe start start trying. So on that note, um if you're still with me, thanks very much for doing so. Um have a great rest of your evening, great rest of your week, great weekend, stay safe, and we'll see you soon.